Peter Thomas Fornatal here. We at In The Money Media are so happy to be partnering with Maggie Wolfendale on this new podcast series. On these shows, Maggie is telling the story of the horses through the voices of the people who love them and whose lives have been changed by them. Best of all, they're being produced to benefit our friends at the Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation, whose mission of saving lives, both human and equine, is so important to Maggie and so important to us at the network. To make a gift to support this show and the Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation, go to trfinc.org slash off track. That's trfinc.org slash off track. The next voice you hear will be Maggie Wolfendale. Fold April 20th, 1999, in Kentucky. By Mount Livermore, out of Native Fancy, by R. Native. 76 starts, 10 first, 13 seconds, 9 thirds. Earnings, $153,553. Jockey club name, Vaj. This is his story, Off Track. Told by Tim Lanahan. Please be joined today by Tim Lanahan of, where are you from, Tim? Oh, Boston Spa. Boston Spa. So right outside Saratoga Springs. And Tim is the proud owner, proud dad of Vaj, otherwise known affectionately as Edward. Tim, thank you so much for coming in today as we're live here at Belmont Park. Not live, but we're together. We don't have to do this online. Um, but to talk about Edward and your story together. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm, uh, I'm very excited to tell you about Edward's story. Well, first of all, how did you get in to the world of horse racing or horses for that matter? Oh, wow. Um, this goes way back when I was a kid. Um, I uh, used to go to the track with my dad. And of course, I, I got up to the rail and I'm, I see the horses go by in the jocks and I look at my dad and I'm like, that's what I'm going to do. And my dad's like, yep. And my mother's like, nope. So that's when I got like first introduced to horse racing. And we, we growing up in Albany, we would we'd go to the track when, uh, when they came to Saratoga. And back then, it was only 28 days. It was just, just in August. So it was a special thing. It's a special thing now, and uh, we're looking forward to them uh, just coming back up uh, this year. Is it has it been a ritual for you and your family to go to Saratoga yes. every year? Yes, we go there, um, and my mom's ninety two now. But we still mm-hmm. make it a day to bring her up and get her seated. She does her betting, and we run and make her bets. Where's your favorite part or spot at Saratoga to watch races? Back where all, where all the families are, you know, in the picnic. Because that's, I think that's what people really enjoy about Saratoga, is that, I mean, for, well, Run of the Roses, and when they open up the gates in the morning and everyone's running to get their, their, their picnic table, um, that's, uh, that's our best spot. 
Yeah, it, it's an atmosphere like no other. That's no. why I say if no. you have never been to Saratoga, you have to go to Saratoga just to experience it. Um, it's one of those kind of bucket list places for for racing fans. But you, you said you wanted to be a jockey. Did right. that ever come to fruition? Um, no, no, it never did. Um, uh, so things happened in my life, and um, I had to kind of put that uh, behind me and move forward in life. But then. Um, when I was in my early 40s, um, I, I, talk, I spoke with a friend. My friend said, hey, um, what's going to make you happy? And I said, well, I feel like riding horses. So I, uh, so she, she told me, she goes, go, go find a lesson and do that for a little, you know, try a couple and come back and, and uh, talk to me. So I did that. In fact, starting after that, um, I started looking online and I got introduced to her, uh, Frankie Lovato. And the exerciser, I'm like, hey, if I want to try to do this, I'm going to talk to Frankie and, and see what his, what his points were. So uh, I talked with him. He talked me to an exerciser. I eventually did one of his jockey schools and got a lot of more knowledge. And, um, and from there, I started riding and I picked up some lessons in the uh, Saratoga Albany area. And then um, it kind of blossomed from there. If I can go back a little bit, mm. I, in 2007, I, I met up with uh, photographer Skip Dickstein, who worked for Blood Horse. And ever since then, I've been working with him as, as an assistant at Blood Horse. So what was nice about that is he, when we go to the barns, he was able to introduce me to different trainers. And I would talk to different riders and get some points. And I, 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 read, I met uh, Richie from there, New York, yeah. Yeah. and a few other, few other jocks. And... Uh, since then, I, I've connected with a, um, a good riding instructor who's an exercise rider and um, just honed my skills and uh, kept practicing through the years. And eventually, I went down to Alcala back in uh, 2016 and worked with the, the races yeah. and um, did some work for them, came back and uh, did some work for uh, Ian Wilkes in Saratoga. Oh, wow. Yep. What did you do for him? Did you work in the barn? I worked in the barn. I did some hots. I was yeah. working hots. And um, didn't get a chance to get down uh, that summer. So, um, and from then, it just kind of trailed off. But uh, I still ride Edward. Um, he's, he's at a barn. He's, he's about 20, I think he's 23 now. But uh, he still has a couple famous moves. And not the lady at the barn won't let everyone ride him. <laughs> uh, he's, uh, he's 23, but he, you know, he still acts around 7 or 8. Well, that's brilliant. He loves his trail rides. He usually does some work in the in the indoor, and then we go out to the uh, out the trails, and he he's loved it. He stands, looks around. Most horses do. They yeah, love that, you know, it. being out, and uh, it's a it's always an adventure for them. I think, but the story of how Edward came into your life okay. is frankly remarkable we were talking about it before we started recording here right. but um you're gonna have to do your best to retell it okay. uh, as well as you did the first time <laughs> okay I will, I will try um so i'm gonna go back to about uh 2007 it was in august and uh frankie lovato called me up and said hey i have a friend who needs a place to stay and again we're in saratoga in august can't find any place to stay right so he goes hey can you give my house or can you give, give my buddy a place and i'm like yeah sure anything you need frankie so he um so we exchange numbers and it comes up and we meet and we talk a little bit and who it ends up being is uh, 
Hall of Famer Raleo Baeza. And Raleo Baeza was in town for some business for uh, for a few weeks, and so he was at my house for that. So he, like, I, who else could I ask that? Ask questions to get the best answers. Right. You know, is is a Hall of Fame John. So uh, we got to be friends, and 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 so uh, he left. Uh, I think in September or so, his business was was um, was finalized. So go on to the Derby next year, two thousand eight. I'm there because I'm working with Blood Horse, and I get uh, and I go into the museum, and I um, see all of Raleo stuff. So I call him on the phone. I said, Hey, I'm looking at you. Do you know? I'm reading all about you. He goes, where are you? I said, I'm at the museum. And he goes, I'll be right there. I guess he was downtown getting an award for, for some um, occasion, but I wasn't sure. So he walks in, we start talking, and he goes, and all of a sudden he goes, I got a horse for you. All right, Raleigh, who do you want me to bet? He goes, no, 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 no. He goes, I got a horse for you. And I'm like, Raleigh, I know I'm on a horse. He goes, you, you need this horse. It'll help you to what you want to do. It'll, um, you know, it'll learn you to, to hands-on with the horse, and, and you meet this horse. I said, I don't know, brother. I got to think about that. So he went his way. I went my way. The next day, I get a phone call from his wife, Janice. I go, hi, Janice. What's up? Everything all right? She goes, yeah, probably you want to know when you're going to pick up your horse. <laughs> and I'm like, Janice, I don't know. I mean, and so it that was uh, early May of 2008, and it took me until Memorial Weekend to find a way, because he was in... Um, Charleston, Charlestown, Charlestown, West Virginia, in right. West Virginia. So it took me three weeks to find a way up to where I was at that point in Scotia. Oh my God! And uh, but he, you know, he, that poor guy. It was the hottest weekend recorded, uh, I think, as of yet. It was in mid nineties, and he went from Charlestown to Pimlico, Pimlico to Monmouth, and then I rode down with a buddy of mine and a trail and picked him up in Monmouth, and he did not want to get back on the trail. Can you blame him? I don't blame him. It was too darn hot. <laughs> right. And so we got him back. We got him in there. And then we, and then we um, you know, went back home. And I've had Edward since May of 2008. Uh, we've had our ups and downs. He's, uh, he's kicked my butt a few times. But he's taught me a lot. Um, and when I first got him, I couldn't touch his ears. He wouldn't, he really? wouldn't even let near his ears. Now I can pull on him. I can do whatever I want when I can scratch his face. I can, I can touch him just about everywhere on his body, and he just knows it's me. And it's I kind of you know I kind of think that I saved Edward because you know they needed to get him off the track and they weren't sure what they could do with him, and he saved me because um, we kind of have this bond now, mm -hmm. and um, it's 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 my peace. If I'm having a tough day, I go there and just just and. You'll understand. You can mm. go to go to the barn and you pet one of your horses, and you just kind of you'll you'll start breathing. It, it just washes away anything that's yeah. on your mind. It makes it, it. I feel like it brings life into perspective. Yeah. A lot of times when you you get to be around horses because they're just so appreciative mm -hmm. of the life, and I'm sure. And I always think that <clears throat> horses that you know, not necessarily you know you took Edward. From the racetrack he needed to get off the racetrack but he wasn't in a dire situation but he knew that his racing days were done and you took him and gave him this new life yeah. and a great long life yes. to boot and his new job <laughs> right and new... they love to work yes and that's what I mean, a lot of times when he would be um, a little uh unruly underneath me uh is because he was uh, he didn't have much work mm -hmm. so he's a little rank once in a while mm 
Mm-hmm. And he only has a, he only has a couple special moves. So, <laughs> what are they? Um, when you're tracking left, it, um, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna, be, he's gonna pluck and he's gonna go forward. All right, but his ears start twitching. Yeah, so you, you know, feel it coming. It's, it's coming. But if you're tracking right, he's gonna he's gonna drop his right shoulder and, and go like out the side door. Oh, I don't like that move. I, that's caught me a few times. And yeah, I, I just went like. Right. You've stayed one direction, he's gone the other. Right. But then he just stands there and looks at you and he's got this big smile on his face. He starts laughing at you like, dude, you knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. You know, why didn't you? Right. But as long as you keep him going forward, you know, he'll, he usually straightens himself out. And after he works it, after he works out his little frankness or his, or his tender tantrum, he's, he's fine after that. Well... <clears throat> He, as you said, he, I mean, he ran until he was, what, nine and 76 starts. And we were talking a lot of times when they've run that much and stay on the track that much, you actually aren't dealing with that many leg issues. So to talk about that and how sound he's been able to stay, but also with the tricks in mind, how smart is he? Because he's experienced so much. Well, um. He's actually very, very sound for being 22 years and, and running for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, even the lady at the barn who runs the barn is surprised how sound he is. Um, in the wintertime, he may stock up a little bit, mm-hmm. but um, you get him walking around, that goes away. And um, just feeling his legs, he, he feels solid. Yeah. And uh, he still walks. I mean, he's got, he's got a little, he's a little stiff in his hind end. But you, you warm him up and, he, and he's just fine. I get out of bed pretty stiff, too. Yeah. And I'm only like, you know, yeah. but he's 23 and like horse years, that's like nearly 70. So, yeah. Is there, is there, is there, I always know? find it's like um, one of ours is like three years of theirs. It's okay. kind of what I go by. So him and I yeah. are the same age. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we talk and he does talk to me. Right. I'll, I'll get out of the car and I'll, and I'll like rumble at him with my voice and also he'll come over and he's like he's complaining he's bopping his head back and forth and he starts so talking funny. to me and I'm like I'm like all right dude let's go in and yeah then, and then he'll uh, when I get to the bottom do I think I, for, I forgot the the other part of that question oh just how because I find that when horses have been on the racetrack for so long like I pretty much all of mine are ones that I've taken off the racetrack have been horses that it, you know ran until they're eight nine ten and I just find that they're so much more accepting of everything because they've seen everything. Yes. Yeah. He, um, I think he enjoys, though, though he had, you know, he was on the track and he understands that. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, that once in a while, I get to call the, call the gate and I'll put it on my phone. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, he'll perk up. Like, oh. You know, what's going on? <laughs> but he, en- he enjoys uh, being with his buddies. Yeah. And he enjoys going out. He loves to raise. Um, and, his transition, I, I think he he understands where he's at, and I think he enjoys it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and he is sometimes a lot smarter than I. He'll we'll be in the we'll be in the in the field, and all of a sudden, he'll, I'll see him get up, his head come up, his eyes look out, and a couple of yards out, how many yards out, I mean, a deer. Yeah, and it's amazing, you know. I'm like, what are you looking at? And I go deer, and all of a sudden. There. Yeah, but he enjoys it. I mean, there, there was one barn he was at, and he had a huge pack to, to run around with, and he had about five other horses. And the lady would tell me when I come to take care of them, he goes, "Yeah, they're out running around." With them. So they were playing with the deer. 
so, I've seen that myself. <laughs> so I think he is very playful. Yeah. Um, he's he uh, he's a little mouthy, but mm -hmm. in, in a good way. Yeah. You know, he he's not he's not he's not uh, mean in any way, and he loves his attention. Um, he uh, if he's having a bad day, I just bring him out and start brushing him, and you can just see him go. And really he just relaxes, and then he's a whole different horse. But, Which is amazing because most thoroughbreds hate being hate being rubbed on. You know, they're so thin skinned. But uh especially being a redhead. It, right. He, <laughs> Sassy and to boot. Yeah. But um I think he enjoys where he's at mm. uh, in, in, in his life. And uh he's he's very fortunate because uh, I almost lost him a couple of times. Oh, wow. um, two years in August. Wow. Because oh. uh, he, he's a cribber. Yeah. And so he, he's we've gone through a couple of gas colics, but he he got backed up pretty well, and we ended up uh, at the vets, and you know got to the point where and he was still, he's still so healthy, he's still so healthy and sound. Right. It's like I got to give him one more chance. Right. So I ended up, you know, we we did the surgery in uh, August of two thousand, and uh, we had a couple ups and downs since then. You know, I gave him some time off, and uh, but he's on a good. Uh, eating regimen, and um, occasionally he has good or bad days, his temperature change. Oh, yeah. That'll change. do it. Once oh, it gets God. cold again, they forget, they don't uh, drink, cold, and uh, right. But, yeah. Um, but ever, ever since um, that happens, uh, we have a regiment that we follow, the lady at the barn and I, and it's been pretty good so far. He's, uh, so he's pretty healthy right now. He's wanting to get back to his job. Um, I've been riding him. I used to ride him at least four or five times a week when I was working full-time. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, what was your full-time job? I was a police officer at SUNY Albany. And wow. uh, I retired in 2016 with 31 years. Wow. So, um, but once, since I had him in 2008, um, all my free time when I wasn't working was pretty much trying to learn my new trade that I wanted to do. And, uh, and sometimes it was good and sometimes it was bad. But um, ever, ever since then, it's, it's, been a, uh, it's been a good ride. Literally and figuratively. Mm. Yes. <laughs> well, um, you also mentioned your work with the blood horse and, you know, being in the barn and it opening up your eyes to the world of the backside, which is great. And, but two, I always wonder, you know, if you take on a horse like you did with Edward and you're also involved with photography, does it also kind of help your eye and train your eye a little bit? Um, behind the lens working with a horse like him hmm. or does it just make you appreciate horses that much more more i think it just helps me appreciate horses yeah um being in the in being able to go back to the barn and talk talk to, uh some of the jocks or, or some of the exercise riders and people at the barn but i enjoy about in the morning because i don't necessarily put the camera in hand when we're doing workouts i like to watch how people how jocks ride and mm -hmm. how the, um, the exercise riders ride. Mm -hmm. And it helps me because I learn visually. Yeah. So, you know, hand placement, feet placement, um, you know, uh, body, you know, where you are. And I'm always getting yelled at by my instructor. Well, mention your instructor, Lexi. Oh, oh Lexi Marquis. She's, she's, <laughs> I've been, I think, I think I've been with Lexi since around 2010. Uh, she's an exercise rider uh, and she owns horses and, and she's up in the, in the uh, Saratoga area. She's worked for, I know she's worked for a bunch of people, but 
but she was working for Linda Rice when I uh, when I uh, was introduced to her. She eventually went to um, uh, Top Catcher's Barn, yeah. and now she's a uh, outrider. Yeah, an outrider. <laughs> and actually, she owns Edward's brother. No way. Get out of here. Yep. Is, he, is she outright on him? Yep. Oh, very cool. Flag. His name's Flag. Oh, that's great. And I'll have to go meet him. I'm up at Saratoga. Yeah, he's, 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 he's kind of a, um, I can play his word, we'll see. That's absolutely fine. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure we've had worse. Because Edward is more streamlined, he's like a race car. Yeah. But, but um, Flag is more blocky. Okay. But they look a lot alike. I think I, I, I'm visually remembering her riding around on a chestnut with like a white face. Yes. And that's what Edward, yeah. yeah. Now, now when Edward get, he bumps into stuff, he's kind of, you know, he's kind of like, yeah. You know, and he's, he's streamlined. He's very thin, but, yeah. um, but flag, you bump into him. He's like, oh, oh ouch, yeah. ouch, ooh, you know, you know, he's out for two weeks because he's got a little, little scratch in <laughs> his shoulder. But, um, yeah, Lexi's been great. She's, um. She's inspired me. She's, you know, when I was down and not and wanting to give up, she was the one right there, rushing, you know, picking me up, brushing me off. One time I was working with her and I, I fell off, and uh, and she comes over to talk to me and I put my finger up like, yeah, I want, I can't breathe yet. So she gets up and uh, she goes, you all right? I'm like, yeah. She goes right back up and I'm like, all right, and I went right back up and we finished our, we finished what we were working on. And, uh, but she's always been supportive, and she helped me um, when I retired from the police department to get a job down at uh, the races farm in Ohala, Florida. Yeah. And so I spent a, I spent a winter there while working with them, and I worked in the barn, did a little bit of riding, and um, I kind of it, it was good good experience. I needed it. She goes, you need to go at a, to a farm and get your butt work from sun up to sundown. Yeah, and I got my butt. <laughs> Yeah, and I dropped, you know, dropped a lot of weight. Got to get, get in good riding shape. Yep. And uh, it, it was it was a it was a good experience. It's you know, something that we can. Yeah, it. You were with um, Brandon and Allie Rice, who Allie Rice is just my hero, superhero mom. I mean, mm-hmm. she's working the sales, eight months pregnant at the moment with her third baby. So mm-hmm. uh, they they know the definition and what it means to uh, apply hard work. Allie and Brandon Rice. Oh, Allie. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. Thinking of, I'm thinking of the other cousin. Yeah. I'm sorry. There, it's a big yes. family, and all of them are involved in racing. So, yeah. Allie, uh, I think she, it was, when I was there, or I'm sure mm-hmm. the, um, Priscilla? Five, uh, four or five. Uh, maybe uh, not quite that old yet. Because I was No, the was, son is six, nearly six. Okay. So, he it was yeah. the son they had. Yeah. Because when I was there, she was, she was handing off. The son to Brandon, and then getting on a horse in the yep. morning, and then that's her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But they they were nice people. They you know they they uh, they tried to help me out, and they uh, I learned a lot from. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're good people. Yeah. And um, I, I I wished them well when I when I left, and, mm-hmm. and they did the same. Now you mentioned how we got into this conversation was watching you know other riders, other exercise riders mm-hmm. too, and and picking up on what they do and where their body is on a horse and um because i still do the same good and bad habits exactly um i think it's it's so important to watch people and and to learn from their their good habits and bad habits so what are some of the things you've learned from just observations patience you know and i I just happened to see that film um ride like a girl yeah and i still need to watch that pardon i still need to watch that oh yes it's a good training tool yeah um what did I learn? I, um, I learned 
again, being on, being on top of the horse, knowing what's around you, uh, patience, keeping your ears open, mm-hmm. um, you know, trying to read, trying to read the horse. I mean, yeah. every horse is different. You got to read. I mean, sometimes it's the horse may be having a bad day, and so it's it's not always a good time to try to encourage him. With, Mm. You know, sometimes you gotta try to settle them down and then move forward. Yeah. But uh, I've always learned to always try to get moving forward no matter what. Because if they're not moving forward, then they're thinking about bad things they can do and get you in trouble and get them in trouble. Mm-hmm. So, um, oh, everything feet placement, sitting, you know, um, one to get out of the way of people. <laughs> you know, uh, I've heard a lot, of, a lot of yelling in the morning. Yeah. You know? The quiet riders are typically the more sought after riders. Yes, <laughs> yes. And I, so I, I mean, you, you see a lot of good things. You see, you know, you see some bad things. You yeah. see some dangerous things. Mm. But I have to say, generally, you know, body placement, hand hand placement. Uh, how to re- you know try to read your horse. Yep. Uh, be patient. Be calm. Um, never ride angry. It's so true. Yep. I mean, that's one. So true. A couple times I get frustrated and I get hurt. Yeah. And I was, you know, working with Lexi and she's like, hey, never ride angry. So then uh, take a breath. Take a breath. Let's move forward. You know, so um, it's it's not as easy as people see it from the outside. People who are not, they're not known to be with horses, even family members, they don't understand. They just think, they just you know, throw them on top of the horse. Throw, throw anybody on top of the horse and they'll run around the, run around the track. Mm-hmm. And also, it's like a highway out there. Mm-hmm. And there's a certain place to be when you're doing a certain thing. And don't be in the wrong place or it could be bad. And when I first went down there, I didn't really know the, uh, the lanes. Mm-hmm. And now that I've learned the lanes, it's like, it's, it's fun because yeah. I'm watching. It's like going to a NASCAR race. Right. It's, you know? <laughs> It's fun. It's fun to watch. I enjoy it in the morning. I mean, yeah. These guys always want, oh, the lighting's bad. Or Skip's like, oh, the lighting's bad. Or, you know, I got to get this horse. I don't know when he's coming out. If you, if you listen to this barn and, and I'm like, I just sit there and watch. The action. The action. Yeah. Because it's, you know, it's almost as I have more fun in the morning than I do in the afternoon. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's why I still do it. People ask me all the time, why do you still get on horse? I'm like, because I love it. It's so fun. And they Right. You, I mean, you walk in. You, you become like, a happier person. A game face. Yeah. Around, right. And you know, exactly. Pumping, you're you're ready to go. And you're ready. It's morning. I mean, it's, it's five o'clock in the morning, and you, and you know, you're it's you're, you're done with most of your work, and people are just having their first cup of joe. Right. You know? Right. Right. Um, it's funny. One of the best pieces of advice I got from riding on the racetrack was from a guy who was a steeplechase jockey. His name's Jody Petty. And he actually rode out with me in, in New Orleans for my husband. And he, and it was a simple thing he said, but it also applies in a broader sense. He said, if you see something happening that you think a horse is going to spook from, you know, it's on the inside rail or they're fixing, you know, the turf course or something, don't look at it. And if you look the other way, they're not going to worry about it. And it's in the broader sense, it's your horse is a reflection of you. So if you start worrying about what's over there, you're telling them to worry what's over there. So if you don't worry about something, you know, and it applies with what you said is never ride angry too. Right. Yeah. Because they get angry. Yeah, exactly. Now that you're saying that, I'm -hmm. I'm retrospecting and and thinking about things when riding with Edward or riding other horses. Yeah. Don't just say it. And it is so simple. 
And I apply it all the time now, you know, riding the younger thoroughbreds and it works. It works. Um, So, yeah. So kind of towards the end of the podcast, I like to ask some rapid fire questions about your horse, about Edward. So (laughs) what's his favorite treat? Root beer barrels. Root beer what? Barrels. Really? I love asking this question because sometimes people just say, oh, peppermints. And then like root beer barrels barrels is one of the most different ones I've gotten. Those are good. I mean, I I, love, I eat them because right? it's nice. That you get them on Amazon for like a three pound bag, yeah, and because you can't find them in the store anymore. That's true. So I've not even seen them. Pocket, and when I'm hungry, I throw them in my pocket. But he sees me. Here's a crumple. He's like, crumple of come on. Flavor. That's right. Bring it on. <laughs> he thinks like I'm a Pez dispenser. <laughs> I'll just send him some root beer barrels. Um, if he had a theme song, what would it be? I the time. Ah. Uh, I don't, with everything you said, I think that fits would fit him perfectly. If he, let's say you're out in the town, he's like your best mate. What do you have? What is he ordering to drink? Carrot juice. <laughs> he's, he's a sober man. Yes, he is. I tried to get him a Guinness, and he didn't like it. You know, I tried. He ate a banana once. Yeah. Only once. Okay. But he didn't want any more of it. Okay. But he you know, likes his apples. He loves pears. Really? Oh my god. Juicy, yeah, yeah and it, I can see it. it. Yeah. So I think it's a texture. Yeah. It's a texture thing. It's a mouth thing. Um, but yeah, um, we had to say couches. So I, I would have my, my, uh, my from Lake Placid. It's a malty beer. As you say, you're, you've lost me on that one. I'll have to try it, though. It's a, it's a brewery in Lake Placid, New York. Okay. And one of their uh, signature beers is Ubu. Oh. No, UBU. Ooh. I'm sorry. UBU. Ubu. You be you. That's right. That's great. You be you. <laughs> juice will be it because he doesn't like beer. Okay. All right. I like it. He's got a little straight lace in him. Yeah. Um, what is his favorite thing to do? Praise. Praise, yeah. He likes, I listen to the radio and I just don't watch the radio. Yeah. What's his least favorite thing to do? Get his mini parts, please. <laughs> he will cow kick you faster than anything in the world. I love it. I've had some. No, I love it. I and it's so funny because I've had some that, as soon as you like graze that area, they're like, "Okay, clean it." Like my last horse, Jaeger, and he loved it. And then my like I had a horse before him, Stan. He'd get away from me. Get away from me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because when I groom him, he drops. Yep. And he's so relaxed. Yeah. And it's so filthy that (laughs) I try to get a quick swipe. Yeah. With a towel or something. Yeah. But, he, but all of a sudden, if he sees you reaching for the towel, he's like, that's in the side of his eye. And all of a sudden, he's like, ah! He, he dances and he gets his leg up like he's going to kick you across the room. I'm like, all right, dude. And then all of a sudden, it escapes. It goes back in. Back in, and back then, in the turtle but that's shell. The worst, yep. That's the worst. That's honestly the worst thing. That's funny. Um, you touched on this. and You kind of alluded to it. But what's the biggest lesson that Edwards taught you? Or life lesson, I should say. There's more to life when after the race is done or your dreams have been met or not met. Yeah. You know, it's he's, he's, he's talking to me like he knows if I'm frustrated. And he'll, you know, he'll push me. Because mm-hmm. he knows, you know, there's some there's some doors that I have to, to uh, there's some things I haven't been able to do. And um, 
and uh, he just comes up and, you know, he'll lean on me and he'll be like, yeah, I understand. And he goes, but we got each other and, and we're still enjoying the riding we do, even though it's not as aggressive as it was in the past. But um, just that if there's, there's more to life after his racing's done and my riding will be yeah. done. Perfect. That's great. He sounds like a sensational horse, and maybe one day I could meet him. Um, and I'm so glad that you have each other. He um, sounds like-, like I said, I, I saved him, and he, he's definitely, you know, saved me and, and has put me on uh, an even keel. Mm-hmm. Well, Tim, thank you so much for sharing your story, you, you and Edward. Thank you. It's been an absolute joy. I enjoyed it very much. to this week's episode of Off Track. My apologies for some recording issues. I think I need to invest in a better mic possibly and better internet for that matter. But also, I just love catching up with Tim, especially in person because when you do those recordings over the computer, it's great, don't get me wrong, but to be face-to-face with somebody, you really get to read their emotions. And boy, Tim has such a connection that you can see with Edward. And he, his horse means so much to him. And I just love seeing that, just love and admiration in somebody's eyes for a horse. So well done, Tim. A very special thank you to Kim Weir of the TRF who put me in contact with Tim. I had seen him around the racetrack with his work with the Blood Horse, but Kim had told me about Edward and what he had done with him, so she's the one who got this podcast or this episode out of the gate, so... Thank you, Kim. And two, make sure you check out our new Instagram page. We are covering all bases of social media. And a really, really big thank you to Maddie Hogan, who is a Saratoga uh, resident and an OTTB lover. And she has really taken the ball with the Instagram page. So massive thank you to her. It looks gorgeous, too. So this episode hopefully will be up there soon. And as always, if you want to help support all of us, and our horses that can't go on to second careers, make sure you check out trfinc.org slash off track to donate. Thanks.